You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. Still on the high of the uh, gymnastics victory over Auburn last week. Boy, you get high on some weird stuff, man. I, I went to Indian Springs and I was an essay <laughs> at Alabama, and you get high on some weird stuff. <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me this. Jimmy, let me uh, tell everybody about some exciting news really quickly. Um, the Locked On Network was brought bought by a company called Tegna, T-E-G. N-A, I believe, and um, you can go look them up on, uh, uh, they're, they're on the stock exchange. You can go buy some stock. Go buy some stock in Tegna. Go do that immediately. I mean, it doesn't help you and me out necessarily, but it couldn't hurt. So uh, go do that as quickly as you can. Um, and what this means, I just talked to David Locke, who uh, started the Locked On Network, and he uh, said, I, I just said, look, I don't really know what any of this means. I'm barely following any of this Reddit hostile takeover of GameStop shit. So how do you think I'm going to know about Tegna? And he said, well, what it really means for us, I don't have to quit cussing. Neither do you. That's positive. Oh, um, at least for God, now. That's hard. That's hard to do. Ask my priest. Yeah, it was going to be it was going to be really hard for us to do like now. We, we've been doing this for a while. We were worried about it when we first joined this network. And now, I mean, it'd be almost impossible. But he said that it should uh, get a, get some more avenues for us, for all the Locked On people. And eventually we'll have a YouTube channel. And like I told him, um, I'm going to have to lose weight before we do a YouTube channel. So oh, we're going to be uh, on the air, like TV stars? We could be. Does this automatically put us in the running for things like people, people's sexiest man alive? Yes, it put us in the running, and now we're out. I'm sorry, just then. Just, we just got the, I just got a text from People Magazine said, don't worry about it. It, it won't affect your uh, non-winning at all. Yeah. Yeah. No worries, fellas. No so worries. anyway, don't, don't go, check out, uh, go check out Tegna and learn more about them. And hey, kudos to all the Locked On people, man. It's, it's good stuff. So, Jimmy, um, you did a crossover episode with the Oklahoma guys for this big game coming yep. up in which we kicked Duke right in the blue taint off of the 11 o'clock uh, a.m. tip-off on ESPN. They're, they've been bumped down to ESPN2, the Clemson-Duke game, to make room for Alabama-Oklahoma, which is clearly the more marquee game. And uh, that'll be on at 11 o'clock on the big big boy network now. You know, there's a couple things that are just amazing about it. I mean, it's just kind of funny. And, and yeah, let's uh, let's be braggadocious while we can. First of all, there was the Oats Coach K brouhaha earlier this season. Yeah. Sort of like, sort of like getting the last laugh there, just a little bit. I mean, I know that's not how Oats or Alabama would want to look at it, but I just chuckle thinking of, hey, this isn't the first time Alabama and Duke basketball have been in the news this year. Secondly. What's fun, what's, what's great is, uh, you know, uh, th- there is a college basketball game day. It's hosted by a friend of the program, Reese Davis. It's hosted by, uh, by him. And, uh, oh, my front door. That's weird. Not answering that. Um, and it's hosted by, uh, Reese Davis. And that comes on at 10 and it's over at 11, which means that, uh, it's the lead in to 
Alabama, Oklahoma. It's, it's game day. So it's like game day, and then when game day's over, boom, Alabama, Oklahoma. Yeah, you're right. And um, I just, you know, I don't see why that we can't do uh, college basketball schedules the way we do football schedule. I, I get that some of them have to be done in advance. Why do we have to have uh, – why do we have to – why can't oh, Alabama-Oklahoma be the 7 o'clock game, the marquee game at night? I mean, it's the best game of the day. I mean, I understand Texas-Kentucky is – is you know, preseason looked like a monster matchup. But now Kentucky right. has a losing record. Um Texas is pretty good, but they're, they just lost uh, at home to Oklahoma, the team we're about to play. Arguably, Alabama and Oklahoma are the two hottest teams in the country. Why can't that game be at night and Texas-Kentucky be at 2.30 or whatever? I don't understand why basketball TV schedules have to be set in stone for at, at certain times for the whole year. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you would think there would be huge flexibility and don't even, you know, factor in, you know, COVID, you know, uh, (laughs) things should always be greatly flexible. Football may be a little different because of the the size and enormity of it. But yeah, we should we should be 100 percent flexible uh, this year of all years. It it just that's something that's always bothered me and I've never understood it. I I get why they want the Kentucky like preseason. Yeah, you'd want Kentucky, Texas. I get it. But now. Now that we're, I mean, we're knee deep in the season. Let's let's put the better game on at the better time. Let's just do that. I mean, I don't understand why we can't do that. And then give the college game day guys a chance to go somewhere that's fun. Now, in COVID, they may not be going anywhere. I hadn't really paid attention, but um, maybe they're not, so it doesn't matter. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go if you want to bet on this big Oklahoma-Alabama game or if you want to bet on Kentucky-Texas or if you just have a hankering and you've got a a problem, maybe you want to bet on one of these other lower-tier games. I don't care, but go to BetOnline.ag. That's where you want to go. You'll get a 50% bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. They're great people, easy to deal with, easy to pay in, easy to pay out. That's what's the key. So go to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on this L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's, you know, you put in 200 bucks, you'll, you have $300 to mess around with. That's a pretty good deal. Go check out betonline.ag, proud sponsor of the all locked on programs, and uh, we appreciate them, and we'll appreciate you if you go to betonline.ag. <clears throat> okay, Jimmy, um, you did the Oklahoma crossover. I hope some people yeah. take a minute and go check that out. Uh, I want to talk mainly recruiting uh, in this podcast, but I think very quickly, uh, I guess this falls in line with the recruiting. Alabama is going to hire or already has hired Jay Graham, and I think he's a pretty damn good recruiter, so this is a good thing. Yeah, uh, you know, in some ways, I would have to think back and give a lot of serious thought, which can sort of cause some brain damage at my age, but I would have to give some serious thought to, is Jay Graham the most accomplished recruiter that we've heard from the outside? I mean, a lot of coaches come here and become accomplished recruiters at Alabama, but uh, they're not always accomplished before they get here. They usually have a lot of potential or they've had some success. Jay Graham's been sort of a recruiting force in the college football world for a while. So uh, that's what's interesting about him. He's replacing Jeff Banks, who, who was a very good recruiter at Alabama. 
I think Jay Graham, I'm not saying Graham's going to come here and do better, but uh, I think there's reason to think that it's not really going to be a recruiting drop-off for Alabama because Jay is such an accomplished recruiter. And I love the fact that I'm sure by design, uh, with Alabama's four staff openings, we end up hiring two great coaches, uh, you know, guys that are really good coaches, and Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone, and two guys with big recruiting reputations, Jay Graham and, uh, and Robert Gillespie. So uh, love the hires. I think in the end, Alabama uh, lost some really good coaches, but replaced them with really good coaches. So, uh, hey, status quo. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Meanwhile, the new rankings are out. Um, and Alabama, shocker, has done pretty well. Uh, in fact, they have set the record for most star points uh, in a in a year or you know I, I'm a recruiting guy and I still don't really get all that but they have set the record for most points recruiting points in a year and um besting a record by Ohio State that wasn't set too terribly long ago maybe about eight or nine ten years ago and um yeah so it's going to be a pretty good class some guys got some bumps some guys got moved down a little bit but overall, it's kind of hard to complain if you're an Alabama fan about where this class is. Yeah, I don't complain. I, here's, here's the extent of my complaint, and, and if you want to call it a complaint, I'll try to choose my words carefully. I think every time I try this, I screw this up, and people don't get it, but that's my fault. I, I think our recruiting is overrated. <laughs> that sounds nuts because look – look, and people talk about that Bama bump a lot and, and, and say, oh, these Alabama guys are overrated because they all get these Bama bumps. Well, look at what happens on the field. Alabama proves on the field most years, and certainly did this year, we've got more good players than everybody. That's why we had three guys in the top five of the Heisman and, you know, 12 guys on the All-American team and, you know, another 11 guys get drafted this year. I mean, we clearly do have the best players. So the recruiting rankings are not wrong. The recruiting rankings suggest Alabama has the best team. The -the on-the-field results suggest Alabama's got the best team. So – no one should get their 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 boxers in a wad because of this Bama bump business. But now, I said all that. Now let's say this. Yeah, I, I think too many players get this Bama bump. I don't think our recruiting is quite as good every year as the experts rank it. And I just merely mean this. If it was a literal science, I mean, if it was a literal science and you just kind of add it up, recruiting rankings over four years and assumed it was a science and said, okay, this is the talent level uh, at all of these schools based on recruiting over the last four years. This is the talent level. If that was all a science and, and you, you use real numbers and then assumed that would translate to the field, Alabama would win every week the games 70 to 7. And we don't. Now, we come, kind of come close to that. We kind of come close to that, which shows – it's, we're, our recruiting's not enormously overrated. I'm just saying, we're not kin, we're not secretariat in every race. You know, I mean, we're not that much better than Ohio State. <laughs> you know, we're not that much better than Clemson or Georgia or LSU. Are we better? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Are we that much better than the, as the recruiting rankings suggest we should be? Probably not. So that's the best. I don't know, man. Look, 
first of all, I don't think the recruiting ranking, I mean, you look at Ohio State's class or Clemson's class, and I'd be happy with either one of those or Georgia's class. I'd be happy with all four of those, all three of those or whatever. Um, I'd be happy. Uh, this particular class does set itself apart, even by Alabama standards. Now, the other thing is, see, I think that you're, you said, are we that much better in Ohio State? We just beat them by 28. <laughs> yeah, so we we're just that, did it. I'm just saying, the recruiting ranking suggests we might should have won by 56. That's why. No, that's not what they say. No, no, no. I think you're wrong. And you're a recruit, Nick. I can't believe you're saying this because I think you're wrong. I mean, if you look, Ohio State is right behind Alabama. They're 13 points or plus or minus in the composite behind Alabama. That doesn't suggest we should beat them by 56. And here's the other thing. But if you add up, if you add up over four years, though, add it up over the last four years, not just one, maybe in one class we're 13 points ahead. But when you add it up over four years, then we're 52 points ahead. Well, okay, we scored, 52, I mean, I'm, I'm we scored 52 on them. I mean, <laughs> no, my point is my point is this, Jimmy, that, um, you know, it, it, it's also about, okay, the, you, you can add the recruiting rankings if you want to, and that's fine, but it's also about, well, who left your program? Who left early? Right. Um, who's still around? Who, who, who was your quarterback? I think that may be the – the most important one of all, if, if you don't have a good quarterback, I mean, the rest of it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, you can, you can really stink it up without a good quarterback. Hell we've proven you can screw it up. If you just don't have a decent kicker. I mean, so I think that it's what the recruiting rankings say to me is that um, they're kind of dead on. Look, you still have to go. The rankings themselves. I'm talking the rankings themselves. Yes. What I mean is, like, you know, BOL or 24-7, however you want to put it, has this star system and this point system. And, and if you use nothing but that point system and add up the points over four years, our points are, are way ahead of anybody, way, way ahead of anybody else. And I'm just saying, ah, the gap probably isn't that big, not in reality. I mean, I think it, there is a gap. And we are the best, and we do have the most talent, even when you factor in the attrition. I'm just saying the actual point system when BOL says, this is the most points ever by any recruiting class in history. Those points, if you add up all those points, I don't think that, for instance, I think I, I looked at this a couple of years ago, I, and we'll do it again soon on Crimson Country Club because it's interesting. But I looked up the, the gap between first and second. Well, Alabama was in first, and when I looked it up, somebody else was in second, maybe Georgia. And the point gap in recruiting between Alabama and whoever was number two was the same size as the gap between, like, number two and number nine. So we, we were in front by, like I said, like my secretariat. I mean, we'd lapped whoever was number two, and number two you know, was well ahead of number nine, but not that far ahead of, of everybody else. So I'm just saying, I, I don't think we were, I don't really think our talent level, put it as, our talent level is probably four times better than everyone else, not 10 times better than everyone else. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're sort of picking a fight where there's not one there. I mean, I really do, because, <laughs> I mean, honestly. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm, what I'm admitting is there is a Bama bump. But, I mean, it, is it is. It, but it, again, that's, that's true. Okay. 
Yes, I think it's true, but it's not true for the reason people think. People think it's true because um, they, they get the bump because the recruiting services love Alabama. I think it's the other way around. When people are like, oh, wait a minute, Alabama took this guy? Um, yeah, he might be better than we thought. Let's reevaluate him. That's where right. I think the Bama bump comes from. Is that and it's, I agree. I agree. So I, I don't think it's because they're like, oh, we got to get Bama number one in recruiting rankings. Because no, that would. No, it's, it's that exactly would... for the reason you say. When Alabama <clears throat> no, takes but... the kid, the recruiting industry goes, whoa, 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 we might not have him ranked high enough. Alabama wouldn't have taken him if he, you know, <laughs> we need to take another look at this guy. That's, because that's see, what happens, if, I'm sure. if it were the other way around, the way people accuse recruiting services of doing it, like, oh, they just want to get Bama number one. First of all, what's the what's the logic behind that? There's really no logic there for that. In fact, I would go the other way and say it would make sense to bump up other dudes um, unwarranted to try and draw traffic from sites that you don't normally get traffic from. I think Alabama fans have sort of gotten to the point where we're like, yeah, we love recruiting, but we've gotten so good at it. We don't like rush to the computer the way we used to. We're like, yeah, of course we got Keanu Cott. I mean, or coat or whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, Of course we got him. I mean, it's not like 10 years ago when we'd have been like, oh my God, we got Keanu Coat. No, it's different. I mean, they they could do it for like Miami or for Ohio State. Well, not Ohio State maybe, but, you know, somebody like Oklahoma, somebody like that. I mean, they, they wouldn't do that for us now. But again, going back to your point, you know, the lapping of the field. I mean, I'm going to say again, we just played 13 games. We played an all-SEC schedule. We played the the – uh, what the 11 best other teams in the SEC, uh, not including us, and then of course, skipping Vandy and South Kakalaki. Then we played the number four team in the country, and then we played the number three team in the country who would just wax the number two team in the country. And we beat everybody's brains in except Florida by six. And the reason we didn't beat Florida so badly is because we had a huge lead and just sort of we got lax for the first time all year. That's it. And so I think the recruiting is panning out to the – and we're going to have four dudes at least go in the first round this year. I think the recruiting has proven, yeah, they kind of have lapped the field lately. Now, that doesn't mean if next year – if Bryce Young goes down, we can have five stars across the line, five stars at wide receiver and a five-star running back. But if our quarterback is a nervous wreck, it's not going to matter. You know, yep. so, I mean, we're still going to win plenty of games, but when it comes down to a close one and when it comes to, you know, you talk about Georgia, Georgia still hadn't beaten us. I mean, they hadn't beaten us since 07. So their recruiting has been fine too. Um, and very, very good. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like you're, you're picking a non-existent fight. Um, That's and I understand true. what you, I understand what you're yeah, trying yeah. to do too, but um, at the same time, I, anyway, I want to get let's let's take another break here because I want to tell everybody about this and get a little bit more into something else on recruiting. But I want to tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go. These healthy, nutritious, delicious bars are what you need if you're trying to maintain or to lose weight. And I'm trying to lose weight right now. If I'm going to be on YouTube, I better be scarfing down built bars like nobody's business because uh, I need to lose about 20 good pounds, actually 20 terrible pounds. I need to get rid of these 20 terrible pounds. Um, And that's what I'm working on by eating these built bars. They're good for a keto diet. They're covered in chocolate though. They taste delicious. Trust me, 18 flavors, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R, 
builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off of your order at builtbar.com. Go there, check them out. They got all kind of other goodies too, but built bar is what you want to start with. Try the carrot cake. Thank me later. All right, Jimmy. Um, <clears throat> final segment here. Um, we, we could talk about the recruiting rankings, but you know, I'm, I, instead, I think people are more interested in, okay, the, the main dudes. Well, yeah, the main dudes we have left. Um, main dudes left. Got it. J, I'm just going to call him JTT. If you follow recruiting at all, you know I'm talking about JT Talamalu, um, whose name I don't know yet. Um, if he comes to Alabama, I'll figure it out. But he's out in California. He's the number one prospect in the country by some services. And he has actually said, look, I'm just going to – I'm not going to decide on signing day, which sucks, but he's not going to decide on signing day. There's Terry and Arnold out of Florida, uh, Alabama, Florida, and uh, Georgia is what it looks like it's down to. And then there's um, – oh, who am I missing? Uh, Brian Thomas uh, Jr. The wide receiver Brian, Brian Thomas, Thomas from Louisiana. Yeah, from Louisiana. All right, who – rank in order who you want and rank in order who you think we have the best shot at. Of those three players that they seem to be the focus of late signing day, correct? Uh, who I want, uh, I would rank uh, JT one because I think he's the best prospect of the three. I'd rank Arnold second. I would rank Brian Thomas third in terms of who I want because I just rank them in terms of who I think is the best player or the best prospect. Uh, JT, the pass rusher from Washington, one. Arnold, the safety from Tallahassee, two. Brian Thomas, the wide receiver from Louisiana, three. Now, that said, I think JT is going to Ohio State. I've been pretty consistent with that from the start. I still believe it's Ohio State. Even with him delaying signing, that may help Alabama because he hasn't signed with Ohio State just yet. I think, I think the longer it goes on, the more he's open to signing somewhere else. But uh, I think he's going to choose Ohio State. Uh, Tyrion Arnold... Uh, who I'd rank second, uh, I believe is going to choose Alabama. And uh, that's huge for Alabama. I'm so excited about Terion Arnold. I, I think as good as our class is, he would be one of the better guys in the whole class. I think if he's not the best safety in this class in the country, he is on a very short list uh, of, of prospects. Um, he is a basketball player. What's interesting, and let's, hopefully Kool-Aid doesn't listen to our show, but what's interesting about Terion Arnold is, just like Kool-Aid, he's going to play football and basketball at his choice. So if Terion signs with Alabama next week, he's also going to play on the basketball team. And from what I hear from various basketball recruiting experts, Terion's a better basketball player than Kool-Aid. That, that's, that's what I hear. So, again, Kool-Aid probably doesn't listen to the show, so we're good to say that. But third, uh, Brian Thomas, I, I think Alabama's recruiting him, and Alabama might take him. But because Alabama already has four receivers already in this class, uh, I, I think Brian Thomas likely signs somewhere else, and Alabama won't lose a lot of sleep over it. Alabama's got four receivers already in this group, uh, some of whom might even be rate, rated higher than Brian Thomas. So I, I don't really think it, that would be a huge loss. Uh, so my focus personally is on Terry on Arnold. I, I think he would be a huge pickup for Alabama football. I think he's a kid that could also help the basketball team, but uh, but he's a football first guy and a fantastic football prospect. And uh, to me, uh, signing day will be fantastic if it's just Alabama picking up Terion Arnold next Wednesday to uh, to finish up. Uh, by the way, Kool Aid McKinstry just texted me and said, "Go to hell, Jimmy." <laughs> uh. It's cool that Kool Aid's listening to the show. 
Yeah, I mean, he's listening. It, it's weird he's listening going, right now. I mean, I'm barely you're listening. going places. Yeah, you're um, going places. Um, okay, I'm with you, and I think that's. I, I think JTT is going to Ohio State too. I think that's just the. I think that's just going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, we just got to deal with that. So um, he's good. I would love to have him. I always love defensive linemen. But Terion Arnold is a guy that I want to, and he would be second on my list. And it's a close second. Um, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you across the board. Brian Thomas looks like a great player to me. And if we get him, I'll be ecstatic. I just want one of the three. That's my deal. Yeah, I want one of those three, and then I want Henry Toa Toa Tutu to uh, transfer to us. And I'm not trying to make yeah. fun of his name. I really don't know. Tioto, I think. Or Tua, I go with Tioto. I go with Tioto. Because that's easy easy to say, but I don't think it's right. Now, here's the thing. If we stop right now, we have more badasses in this class than a waiting room at the proctologist office. So, I mean, you got to think about that one a minute, don't you? But uh, That was good, though. Yeah, why, boy, why hadn't somebody used that before? I just came up with that. That's, that feels like a, a no prank. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, I think that uh, we should be thrilled with this class regardless, but I think we get one of those three dudes. And um, I feel like it's going to be Terry and Arnold, which I'm happy with, very happy with. And if he gets on the basketball team, more power to us because he doesn't count against basketball scholarships. No, you got to love the cost, and, and let's see what happens. I mean, Jaquin, hey, one thing about – I mean, practice is important. I know fans don't focus on practice because we don't watch it or see it. And, and and a lot of fans m- might not even really knows know what goes on at practice, but uh, and who knows how Jaquincy is already, you know, adjusting to college basketball. He hasn't even dressed out for a game. I don't know if he's going to dress out for a basketball game all spring. But what's cool is he's one of the best athletes in the state of Alabama, and he's at our basketball practice. He's only making us better. I know he's not an SEC basketball player yet, but I'm assuming at practice he's a point guard, so he's defending. Javon Quinterly in practice. He's defending Josh Primo in practice. And Jaquincy is a fantastic athlete. I'm sure by him just being at practice and playing defense and breaking down, he, he's helping make Quinterly a better basketball player. He's helping Primo become a better player. So there is uh, an asset. I mean, Jaquincy is already an asset to Alabama basketball just for his presence on the basketball court. He might not be a great SEC basketball player yet, but there ain't no doubt he's an SEC athlete. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, he's – look, just having him there is a huge positive. And like you said, he's he, he's also just a fresh face. I mean, these guys have been practicing against the same dudes, and you get kind of used to who you're practicing against. And so it's a fresh face that comes in that's hungry, that's, that's ready to – you know, this – Look, here's the thing. Jaquincy's also given up on his uh, ability to play in the AHSA tournament. <laughs> that's a big that's right. deal. Yeah. You know, it's a big sacrifice. So That's right. Um, if he had stayed in high school this semester, I mean, he probably makes his 7A. I mean, they're 7A, right? He, in Pennsylvania Valley, 7A. Oh, yeah. Or 6A. 6A, 6A. or 7A. They're, six, they're 6A. They're 6A. 6A. I mean, if, if Jaquincy had returned to the basketball team at Pinson Valley, they'd probably win the 6A state championship totally on Jaquincy's back, just like their football team did. You know, so, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, well, anyway, signing day is next Wednesday. In the meantime, we've got this huge game with Oklahoma. 
the women play tonight against uh, Kentucky. That's actually a you know the women bad, Alabama basketball women doing okay. I'm not going to pretend is that, that on the black and white. Is that um, on the black no and white television? Are you aware? Um, okay, might look so, that up. Yeah, it I'm could be worth a few it. minutes of that. So, all right, buddy, roll tide. Roll tide. Again, a delay. Let's try it one more time. Roll tide. Oh God! <laughs> if we do it again, yeah. I never just heard say it the, again. Uh, I never, I never heard the, the little voice we get that says the recording is over. Yeah, because I said there's a delay again. Let's try it again, and then you just delayed again. <laughs> I was holding off on some coughs there, and then then the whole audience people they're like, "Oh no, he's got COVID again." <laughs> Did you have COVID already? No, I've not had COVID. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> not to my knowledge. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, can I just end this podcast? Um, All right. I guess I can. I have the power to. All right, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.